Hello everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of Paragliding Banter. It's been very encouraging to hear your feedback and uh, suggestions uh, and please keep them coming. You can send me more feedback on email sajid at gmail.com. Email sajid is one word and uh, sajid is spelled as S-A-J-I-D, sugar alpha, Juliet, India, Delta. Email sajid at gmail.com. So the last episode was about thermaling and I've got a lot of good feedback on this and a lot of interest shown and some really uh, uh, reflective kind of feedback which said, you know, I've really uh, read a lot of books and I've read, seen a lot of videos, but when I heard the practical information were being shared, it really helped me understand better. And uh, uh, Viz, uh, who was our speaker, uh, for that episode was uh, telling us that, uh, you know, the shape of the cloud could be the shape of the thermal. So you know how much to go in and go out and a lot of other information that went in about thermaling really generated a lot of interest. So as a follow up, uh, people said, don't change the topic. I was told that many <laughs> times, don't change the topic. Let's keep it to thermaling so that we it's fresh in our mind and we would like to know a lot more about it. And they give me a lot of feedback on what they want to hear. So I have the vulture back on the on the episode. So Viz, <laughs> welcome back by Thank you. popular demand. Uh, your uh, our chat really did go well, and uh, let's do this a little bit more. I thought. What do you say? Yeah, sounds great. Let's start. You'll, probably, you'll have to probably explain why you keep calling me vulture also at some point. <laughs> Yeah, we did that last time, Vulture, because you've got that uncanny uh, sense of finding the thermal at places which we think would not be there. So oh, I always like thought it. it was Vulture because the Vulture is a patient bird. No, no, no. Sorry, you are patient, but no, you have that uncanny thing of finding the world, the the hmm. thermal where it, where it shouldn't be. But and that's that's your success uh, mantra. So yeah, uh, that's why we call you Vulture. I thought you knew that. Come on, man. <laughs> right. Uh, Wiz, let's uh, start this uh, banter. And I thought, you know, we should take a little step back and okay. engage people not only at the uh, mid-level of flying, but maybe, you know, also engage people who are club pilots, who have just started, right. flying, who have gone solo for the first time and they're learning to to thermal. So let's right. go back a little bit and let's talk about what it is really to f- learn thermaling from, from the basics, what right. what they would feel in a thermal, what right. you would do, you know, what would you do or what should they do once they get into right. a thermal and right. how do we slowly build the confidence, right. the, the, the art of thermaling, the art of coring, and right. also, how do we use the instruments like a vario to our advantage? Mm. So right. I'll I'll open this to you now and uh, mm. ask you a straightforward question. You're a right. pilot. You've just started going solo uh, uh, and flying solo. You've got enough right. of your expertise, and now right. you want to thermal and get into the core of the thermal and go as high as you can. What right. is it that a a club pilot would feel once he gets into thermal and what should be his reactions? Right. So, uh, so yes, you spoke a little earlier about varios. So Correct. now, now a variometer is, uh, is, uh, an invaluable tool, right. Uh, you know, especially for thermaling because, uh, uh, you know, your body can differentiate, you know, between, uh, you know, when there's an increase, or decrease in the lift. Right. However, what your body can't differentiate is when you're in a steady lift or steady uh, sink. Right. Okay. So, so for example, if I were to, uh, you know, enter a thermal, and uh, you know the initial climb, which is from let us say, um, you know, zero or you know minus one that that you're gliding on, uh, into a two three meters a second. Now, this is something your body can easily tell you, uh, you know, without a variometer. But 
uh, now that I'm in the thermal and I'm climbing at a steady, uh, you know, two or three meters a second, this is something that the body cannot differentiate. Okay. So more so, like more like getting into an elevator when it's yes. at stop. Once it yeah. starts moving up, we feel that. But once it's going between floors, Correct. we really don't understand it because we feel it's stationary. Correct. Till it comes to a stop where it Absolutely. reduces and that's when we feel it. So Absolutely. Okay. And the same thing when you're uh, going down also. Right. Okay? Correct. So uh, so that that's the reason why I would say that, uh, you know, if you're serious on thermaling and, you know, you had your fill of ridge soaring, etc., then uh, it's important to get yourself a variometer. Uh, it can be a simple vario. It can just be, you know, a beeping uh, vario, which is not expensive. Um, just something that you can either, you know, clip onto your helmet or now you get solar powered ones, which you never need to charge. And uh, going on in your career in uh, paragliding, this will also help because it, it helps as a, a second kind of a backup for the future. Okay. when you get uh, better more elaborate kind of equipment okay so uh, so beeper i think is a must uh, you know to to help you with your thermaling uh, it makes things easier um, i realized this personally because uh, initially i tried to i used to try and do thermaling without a vario uh, uh, and later when i got a vario that's when i realized uh, you know that um, you know what all the things that I could not feel right uh, uh, I could actually differentiate because of a variometer right um, having said that you know you don't need to initially dive in and get you know like an expensive piece of equipment um, a simple uh, beeper is good um, and to add to that uh, you can you know all of us have smartphones nowadays right and uh, you get excellent apps uh, which are designed for smartphones so i think um, uh, both for iphone as well as for android um, you get very good apps i uh, actually use that you know i have a video but i also use right. a tracker on my right. phone uh, i think for ios it is fly sky high which is really yes. good yeah fly sky high is a paid app but right. it's uh, totally worth the money Right. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, you can even do uh, competitions with it. You know, if you have a simple GPS uh, tracker, um, you know, you can enter waypoints and all of that. So, so it's a really good buy. And what I also realized is uh, people have older generation phones. Like uh, if, if you, sorry, we had a little break in the, in the network and uh, I was telling you about, uh, you know, the two phones, like, you know, you move on to a smarter phone, newer generation, then the older generation people use with only one single app to conserve the battery and right. use it as, uh, as another alternate uh, vario. So you're, you're right. There are a lot of apps right. available which can do that. So, yes, go on, go on, Viz. Yeah, so yeah, if you're planning to use it, you can use it with a, you know, additional battery or you can even use, uh, you know, like an iPad or a tablet, uh, you can also run the app, which then also brings us, uh, you know, to uh, to the equipment that we have. So you will need some kind of a deck, right. uh, you know, or uh, you know, or a thigh mount or something to keep this uh, so that it's easily visible to you. Right. Yeah. So uh, so we. So beeper, like I said, is invaluable to start with. And, uh, you know, later on, you can, you know, progress to, uh, you know, having some kind of a visual aid um, with an app. Right. And both of these things, I think, are invaluable in learning the art of thermaling. Right. Because, uh, I mean, the way it helps is that it at least, you know, you can get back to... Uh, you know, to where the thermal was or, you know, if you're in the thermal and you fall out, you know that immediately uh, or you're within the thermal and you're continuing to climb, 
you know you're aware of that unlike uh, you know without a beeper you wouldn't have that sensation right right and also you look at uh, various things like the ground speed the wind speed yeah yeah glide I mean, ratio as you get more yeah. you know, comfortable uh, you know doing i mean earlier on you may not you know think it's feasible to actually uh, look down and you know you're more busy looking around as to what's happening right but then you know as you are in uh, clearer air space as you climb up you know and you're over uh, away from everything else that's kind of happening on the ridge uh then you might have you know enough time to actually look at uh, what is going on so so yeah your ground speed helps uh, you know in the way to to figure out which is the wind direction for example yeah so right. um, uh, because the only other way to tell is by looking for you know smoke signals and things like that on the ground but you still won't know what's happening at a higher altitude correct if you're the, higher up and it could be a different wind direction altogether it could be right yeah yeah so having an instrument which tells you your speed um, would definitely help in judging uh, where your wind direction is from why do you need to know the wind direction when you're already in a thermal so uh, so i think uh, knowing I'm just, where i'm just asking you as a layman Let's yeah, say yeah, I'm a layman, so, and you know. So knowing where the yeah. wind is blowing from, I think, is one of the most important things, um, you know, in XC flying, especially in, um, you know, Kamshet in Panchgani, uh, maybe not as much in Birbilig, but yeah, I mean, it is it is one of the most important things in these areas. So, uh, so at all times, you should have a very clear sense of. you know the wind direction um because this helps in a number of ways one of course the most obvious is that you know if you are approaching you know another hill or whatever when you are flying cross country um you need to know you know you need to uh, which is your lee side which is yeah you need to approach yeah. in the windward side so right. that you are not not in the lee correct uh another very important piece of equipment is also a compass you know if you can get one a little analog uh, you know ball compass which you can just right. uh, stick on to your uh, you know instrument panel right. that's that that's really great hello yeah go ahead this yeah so uh, so what what do you want me to elaborate on so so now we got the vario we understand right. uh, the vario the beeper and we right. understand uh, why the wind the direction is important because we also need to know the drift of the you know it could be a drift at east at a lower level but it could be south at a higher level so you know whether whether um, thermal is drifting towards so yeah so the, of course this is i mean this is probably you know something you, you said that we would talk at a more uh, basic level for correct, correct. people who are beginning to fly correct so yeah i mean uh, there are a lot of things uh, you know for example uh, we spoke about this last time which was uh, you know also the lee side of the thermal itself correct motor right yeah so so for starters uh, you know let's say you know in all probabilities you are going to start by flying into thermals from the lee side right right because you're you're on a ridge you know your thermal is in front of you and when you fly into it uh, the wind is blowing towards you right and um, so you end up you know going through a little bit you know you'll feel the turbulence before you actually start feeling the lift right. of the thermal um once you know that once you've established that yeah you know this is where the thermal probably is then it might be better to kind of fly out uh, you know to the side and then join the thermal okay. you know from the side yeah um even even when you're exiting you know when you're exiting a thermal it's good to fly out into the windward side um or slightly off to one side rather than 
you know through the back so going out so Viz, yeah. i'm a club pilot i've just yeah. started off and uh, i get into thermal like you rightly said i probably will get into the turbulence part of it so right. one of the signs that i used to not really understand was whenever there used to be little turbulence or you know get a suck feeling where my wing right. would dive i would get out but that right. actually was a door to the, to the to the back side of the thermal right correct so a club pilot would feel that that right. would be absolutely normal right you need to have a little bit of patience and a little bit of understanding of the uh, turbulence to hold on and yeah. go through that yes one thing is uh, a lot of people you know they uh, i mean if you want to thermal you have to get uh, you know okay with the idea that there is going to be some yeah. turbulence that's right that uh, you are going to get thrown around for example you know you you will probably have to take off at a different time you know so yeah. if you go if you go to the you know hill for example to tower hill right uh, most people who want to do thermaling and xc will end up you know taking off when all the schools are kind of packing up and leaving for the day right you know because uh, for the schools and you know everything you've done up to that point you want you know the air to be very steady and laminar right you know you don't want any incidents right so so you're used to flying in very uh, you know smooth laminar air Right. Whereas, whereas the whole characteristic of a thermal flight is that you know there is turbulence. Correct. Um, without the turbulence, you wouldn't be able to climb up. You know. That's right. So, so the important thing is to get your head around it and say that yes, there is going to be turbulence. Right. Um, you need to. You don't have to fear the turbulence. You need to understand the turbulence. That's right. That's yeah, important. That, yeah the question is why the turbulence so if there is turbulence you know it's great um, you know in any cross country flight the worst feeling is that when you're you know gliding along and you can't feel anything you know correct where where you, you know you can just hear or you can just see that you're stinking steadily yeah and um, and there's nothing there's no turbulence whatever which means that there are very stable conditions and yeah, so so what we look for is the turbulence. Correct. So so if you feel you know something, even if you feel a sink, uh, which is norm abnormal, then there is a reason for that sink. You know the reason is that there is some air uh, you know going up very fast close to you, and you are currently you know in the sinking air around that parcel. Uh, around the air that is actually going up where you want to be. Correct. Right. So, uh, so that's actually good news. Yeah. So turbulence is good. Uh, getting used to this turbulence is very important if you want to do thermally. Um, and uh, yeah, and and differentiating between uh, you know just turbulence caused by thermals and turbulence caused by actually being in the rotors, uh, you know, when you're you know behind a hill or something like that. So it's it's very important to differentiate between these two things. Right. And any which ways, one yeah. one uh, thought process is, on an average, if somebody is not very happy with turbulence, mm. and uh, feels that that for their skill level it's a little bit too much, and right. they happen to enter a turbulent air, right, and then you pass through that, uh, on an average it's about a Eight second ride that you get out of a of a thermal if you don't do anything if you just fly through it. So okay. the the uh, average time I would say that you need to really bear a, mm -hmm. a situation like that would be about eight to twelve seconds, which is not too much. And you eventually will fly out and find calmer air, and then you can get your thoughts and your feelings together and come back and look for it around it. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure about the eight seconds, but yeah, probably. <clears throat> but yeah, the whole point. It's an is approximation, that, like you know, yeah, it'll give you a time point, idea of how much you need to really go through. Right. So, whole point I was trying to make is that, you know, if you're keen on thermaling, then uh, you know, get used to it. Uh, don't don't look to escaping it. 
Right. Of course, uh, like I said, there's a good turbulence and a bad turbulence. Uh, the bad turbulence is when you are actually in the lee side of a hill or whatever it is. If there is no such thing, if you know you can see in front of you, there's no obstruction, there is no hill for you know uh, miles, then you need to know that that turbulence is only being caused because of uh, rising and falling of air, air, which is what you are actually looking looking for. for. Correct. Yeah. So, 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 a club pilot now gets into the air. He's now used to turbulence, and he feels the uh, upward draft of a of a thermal. Right. Uh, to start off with, initially, uh, I would would you not suggest that they do the classic approach of you know counting one thousand, two thousand till you know four thousand, and then turning and coming back? Because last time when you spoke, we did right. you did speak about your technique. which is advanced right. which is like you know you look around you feel you make you get the shape of the thermal before you really want to core it no so i was i was not um, you know even if you are a beginner i would say that yes the, the textbook tells you that you know the minute you get into the lift you you know kind of count till four and then you initiate a turn which is again guesswork you know you try turning right or try turning left but i'm saying instead of doing that uh you could try just you know just flying straight right yeah so why turn at all why don't you just you know initially you know just fly straight keep flying keep letting the thermal lift you and uh, and see how far you know the thermal takes you right uh let's say you know you enter from the rear you know from the downwind side of a thermal right and uh, what you'll experience normally is that you know you will your your lift will keep increasing uh you know till you are in the front of the thermal where the core is core is and then you will sort of you know fall out uh you know where you feel that if you have a beeper it's going to you know stop beeping right so you know you're out now what you can do is you can just take a u turn like a full u turn right and then try and fly back into that thermal again right you know so i would i would probably adopt this technique as a beginner rather than trying to uh, you know turn either right or left or whatever right so now now what this tells me is that you know what is so you mentioned again that you know 8 second uh, kind right. of ride right so so you can you know mentally count or whatever you know just get a feel that okay this this thermal is at this altitude it is this wide you know i can go in um, and be around in that space in that climbing air for for that much amount of time so yeah so probably you know you've counted till 15 and uh, you know that okay i've counted like on on my steady pace till 15 right and right. i know that this is that wide so when i go right. back and turn i right. have that much time to turn and not fall out of the thermal would that correct. be right to say correct right so that gives so, you some so perspective so then maybe maybe let's say you counted 15 or 16 right this time around you just count till 8 8 then you know that okay now i'm you know sort mm -hmm. of in the middle, middle of the thermal right and maybe that's where you want to start turning right so you go back 8 and then yeah. you then you say that okay i feel i'm so in the I, middle I, of i don't want to say this you know this ends up confusing people so so all i'm saying is that you know get the hang of it go inside don't be don't worry about uh, you know turning and falling right. out right because the thermal's there you know the ridge is there the ridge lift is there you can always you know go back to the ridge you know soar around a bit you know, try and do it again so don't don't be too worried that if i don't turn then i'm not going to stay in the thermal right you know? so yeah. don't take it very hard on yourself that this is the correct. procedure that that i need to follow otherwise i will correct. fall out of the thermal correct you're saying experiment look around correct get your own comfort judge for yourself and correct. even if you fall out the hit right. there you can also right. soar a little bit and come back and try and get in again if you lose and come back is still uh, learning for you correct right so take it easy yeah and enjoy it basically and not yeah not, absolutely because you need the... you need to understand that yes that that particular thermal which is uh, you know especially for hilly areas 
which is triggering off in one particular space is is going to be there you know yeah. it's going to be there always uh, unless there's a shift in the wind direction then it'll kind of move around a bit right but it is always there you know i mean for mm-hmm. you so it's got so get used to that idea yeah so it's there and it's moving just that it's invisible to us correct right so uh, okay uh, with now that we figured out the club pilot let's say the that that level has figured out that we need to get in a thermal and stay now he's probably climbing right right maybe not in the core maybe in the core and climbing right. till till what level or what what do you think is sorry the lost you for a bit okay last thing i heard was till okay no what do you, what do you think like a person is scoring now or rather yeah. in the thermal and, and climbing steady maybe at plus 1 maybe at 1.5 meters per second or maybe even 3 now he, right. the the climb is continuous now right there is also a little bit of wind drift so right in areas which are windy the thermals are slight slanted so you go right. go into a thermal and you open up your turn the windward side and then you start your turn back again so that you stay in the slanted position right to keep in track with the thermal now how long does this should you does a club pilot go up what what do you suggest sorry i i uh, i didn't get that what do you how suggest long? like ca- can he continue climbing up till he gets out of the thermal correct in between what what do you suggest yeah, yeah. i mean absolutely the whole game is that uh, initially you must try and go as high as possible okay okay for this uh, you know even in kamshed you know if you take that thermal all the way up right you are going you are probably going to need to dress up a little bit warmer correct okay because it's extremely cold at the higher altitudes at cloud base yes yeah and as you get the hang of it uh, i mean you will realize you know so right. it will be boiling hot down and you know it'll be really cold on top right but yeah i mean the whole idea is to climb as much as possible you know till the point that you feel that you know i just can't climb beyond this right so just a so, disclaimer here uh, yeah we need to um, honor the <laughs> the limit that has been set yeah yeah i'm, uh, I'm in whatever saying, I'm but saying, general uh, obviously taking a... into account uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know uh, uh, limits so yeah. assuming that you are in a limitless space correct so the idea is to climb as much as you can uh, and then slowly you know you will realize that okay you know i am not let us say i'm not being able to breach 1800 meters right okay so uh also what it is what what is important is that you know you start, uh you know forecasts mm-hmm. uh things like for example qt diagrams mm-hmm. or uh, or you know i mean there are so many apps available like xc skies so so you can look at forecasts and uh, then you can even start relating to your flight that okay uh, why did this happen so you you might see that in the forecast you know there was some kind of uh, layer you know which we call an inversion right so there there may have been an inversion at 1800 and after the inversion you know the wind direction was little different right so let's say uh, my thermal was drifting from east to west you know okay. i took off in an east wind right and there was a slight east wind maybe 5 10 kilometers an hour right so which means that you know i i'm drifting along with the thermal from east you know to the west and suddenly i keep doing this and at 1800 you know i find that there's nothing you know i i go a little more west there's nothing there so so maybe over that there was a wind coming in from the north you know and your same thermal is now drifting from north to south right okay right. also also what another thing you will realize uh, and probably appreciate later on is that when there are you know there are there are various bands uh, in the air they may not be definite like inversions right but um, you know for example you know if you see oil floating over water right you know, and um, also i don't know in in physics a lot of us you know this we studied something called refraction right where uh, where you know a beam of light mm-hmm. it appears kind of to be cha- bent. changes yeah. cha- no so it doesn't appear it actually bends okay. you know, because because the medium itself 
changes because of the density changes. of the medium right. so so similarly in the air there are different layers with different densities right and in the case of a thermal what happens is uh, let us say my thermal is rising at a particular speed or i am rising at a particular speed in the thermal let's say 3 meters a second right i will reach a certain layer where it may slow down right you know so that same 3 meters may suddenly become 1 meter a second you know right. and i'm uh, you know we are, you're wondering what has happened am i have i fallen out of the thermal no you're you're right in the same thermal but uh, you know this is when there's no wind factor yeah thermal is just going straight up right and uh, you find that suddenly your you know speed has reduced then you know you come through that band and again you you know go back to your old speed or you go back to even faster you may climb at 4 meters a second right so these are things that uh, you know you need to expect and uh, you know this will help you kind of understand what is happening with the air on that particular day you know in that region what is actually happening to the air mass okay now three questions for you from what you just said right the first question or rather first um, thought is you said you were climbing in a uh, east wind uh, right. thermal and and right. it was going from east to west the drift was east to west right so most of the club pilots have been instructed not to go to the lee side of the hill so east okay. is our flying side west is our lee side right so somewhere uh, right. of course we are experienced now but when we started too we had that feeling let's not go behind but right. it is actually okay to go along as you climb to go to the other side of the hill because right. you're higher higher up right right so right. That, so now uh, yeah so i'll i'll talk a bit about this actually there's a lot about this so. yeah so um So yeah, okay. So I've initially, two, I've got initially, two more questions to that. Yeah, Should I ask you a question? Let me let me finish. Okay, let's first. finish this. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so wind direction and how much should you go behind the home ridge? Right. Okay. Now, uh, obviously, this is a very tough one uh, in the beginning because it's been drilled into your head right. that do not go behind the ridge. Okay. I mean, I I agree with this for all students. Uh, you know, it's the simplest instruction. that just do not go behind your uh, take off point okay but if you if you want to thermal and especially in a you know mildly windy area you will have no choice but to go downwind right because uh, upwind is is very very difficult especially on a beginner glider so uh, the advice here is that you need to be high enough okay so you need to be high enough to clear that the entire hill if you are going downhill yeah go ahead the stall okay <laughs> what was so it? sorry we we lost you a little bit in between okay what was the last thing you heard the hill hill part i heard, we heard yeah so i'm saying let's say your hill for example is 200 meters tall right okay from the ground right so now you need to have uh, you know when when you when you think of going behind the hill right you need you need to have at least about you know three times that height okay i would say you know three okay. to four times at an average it okay. again this figure varies depending on what is the wind speed correct okay if it is very very strong wind speed you know you will need to be much higher right because because the lee side of the of the hill the turbulence is yeah. going to stretch that much yeah it'll be yeah. further further behind yeah so as a as a you know rule of thumb it's it's approximately three times you know the height of the hill correct uh, which is your normal turbulence you know um, the rotor area the rotor area you know if it is strong wind that could stretch out to five times you know right. even 10 times right so uh, so yeah so what is your safety margin is a very difficult one right um but it's uh, okay to go if you what helps you... sometimes right. is that when you're tracking a thermal right uh most thermals uh, align themselves okay right right so so for example if i find a thermal right and if i go upwind of the thermal it is quite likely that i will find another thermal upwind of the same thermal 
Okay. Okay. So, so what you can try, uh, you know, when you are in this situation that you have a ridge, you have a north-south ridge, and you have the wind blowing from the east. Right. So, so let us say I pick up one thermal right over takeoff. You know, I, I'll give an example of Tower Hill. Right. So, so Tower Hill, you take off and immediately in front, you know, there's this thermal that will pick you. Right. Now, if I continue climbing in this same thermal, uh, in no time at all, I'll see that I'm already drifting back. Backside of the... Okay, so now I've drifted. Yeah, so I've drifted, uh, you know, towards the back of the ridge. Right. Okay. Now, what happens here is that if I am to fall out right. of the back of the thermal, right. So on the on the lee side of the thermal, right. I will suddenly get a lot of sink. Right. Okay. Plus, I'm going to get the you know all the bad air from right. the thermal itself. Right. And by the time I try to you know get back into the thermal, I will have lost a lot of height. Right. And uh, if you tend to get into uh, you know the venturi which is formed immediately above the takeoff. Right. You could be in a very sticky situation. Correct. Okay. That's something you don't you, want to be. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So yeah. one way is that if you do tend to fall out, then it's better to fly off fly to out. one side. Yes. Yeah. So don't fly back into the thermal. Just fly off to one side. Uh, you know, north or south or whatever it is, and try and get around that thermal. Uh, also try and get around the venturi band. Uh, you know, try not to get back into the venturi. If this don't come happen, back to the if you're low, don't come back to the top of the ridge. Yes. To come back to the flying side, but yeah, just go are, just go uh, into the side, even yeah. if it means uh, landing somewhere on that side. Just yeah. do that because it's much safer to do that than get into the rotor. Or the safest thing is glide out as far as possible in the opposite direction, so you're away from the rotor uh, bit and you eventually will land in a better area. I would, yeah, I would recommend always moving to one side. Right. Uh, even if even if it is flying uh, downwind, just try and do it to one side. You okay. Know, so that you minimize the effect of the rotors. Right. Okay. So now in this situation, so like I said, it's a bit dicey, especially when you're learning. So you always need to be then aware and be in the front of the thermal. Right. So that if you do... which makes it very easy for you to again enter because you know you you've got the wind also pushing you danger there with okay. uh, we lost you a couple of times okay okay uh, winds were pushing you can you hear me now yeah i can hear you uh, you were saying something about winds were pushing you can you just roll back 20 seconds Yeah, so I was saying that uh, when you're beginning to thermal and you're doing this, it's important to try and be in the uh, in the core, which is core, towards right. the windward side of the thermal. Thermal, right. Okay, because from here, if you were to make the mistake and fall out of the thermal, you would fall out in front of the thermal, okay, on the windward side. Correct. And uh, re-entry is not a problem, okay. Correct. You've got the wind help. Yeah, you've got the wind helping you and then you're in no danger. Uh, even if you need to fly out, uh, you know, you can just fly out and be safe. Correct. All right. Now, uh, so that brings us to the second part of it, that how do I do this safely? Right. Okay. So what you can try is you can try tracking that thermal, okay, to, uh, to a point where you feel that, okay, no, I'm uh, now I'm drifting behind the ridge. Right. At this point, uh, stop, stop thermaling, stop turning, right. and fly straight upwind. Okay. Okay, and see, you may find some lift upwind of where you were. Okay. Okay, because you have to remember that sometimes what happens is, especially if you're not in the core. Right. Okay, the core tends to kind of punch through even the wind, you know. Right. So, so you will find that, that the inclination of the core is much less than the rest of the thermal. Right. And as a result, sometimes you, you kind of miss the core, you are in the weak uh, part of the thermal and you are drifting back. Right. So try and go upwind from here, uh, see what happens, you know, 
maybe you'll get into some stronger lift then again you can try climbing uh, again you find that you're drifting back again do the same thing again fly upwind you know so so this might help you this used to help me initially to get hype yeah so you know, you're I, basically you're staying in the stronger part of the thermal even if correct. you're falling off you're falling off in the front of the thermal correct. you're going to climb up again because that's the windward side so there correct. could be some lift over there so that's a good strategy to adopt stay on the yeah and and there is also a very good chance that in thermal there are more thermals correct Okay, so That's thermals kind point. of line up, they line up into streets, uh, you know, along the direction of the wind. Right. So, right. so it is quite possible that what caused your thermal to trigger, let's say your thermal triggered at the foothill of the hill that you're flying. Yeah? Right. But what caused that to trigger? Why, why did it trigger there? Maybe, you know, a few kilometers in front, front of that, there is another trigger spot right you know which right. which kind of initi initiated that turbulence right so if you keep flying into this you there is a very good chance that you might uh, hit another thermal this is especially through in the uh, true in the flats okay got it so uh, in the flatlands uh, it's a very good way to find uh, another thermal okay got it so uh... so this was the first part so yeah. by doing this exercise by you know constantly climbing then flying out right. straight in front then trying to climb and flying out straight in front you probably will get enough height to then clear the the terrain and tie to the next area where you think you might get some thermal lift good so that's how you connect to the other thermal and continue Correct. the journey right now uh... I think we have crossed more than 40, 50 minutes now, but uh, I still want to ask you these two questions quickly because okay. they are related to what you said. Yeah. Two things. First is we spoke about before this, we spoke about inversion. So right. for somebody who has not seen an inversion or heard right. about inversion, what do you right. actually physically see? to identify, okay, this is an inversion. Obviously you and I have been there. We know, right. but tell our club pilots, what do you actually see as inversion? And the follow-up right. question to that is, what do you feel, what does your wing do there so that, you know, they they can appreciate what's going to happen and be ready? Right. So, uh, once again, I'm going to give the same example of, you know, looking at a glass which has, you know, water and oil in it. Correct. So, so you will see, uh, you know, you'll see your water at the bottom and you'll see your layer of oil floating on the top right now even in the air uh, there is a very perceptive difference in how the air looks visually so so as you approach the you know the inversion imagine that like a thin layer of oil floating on the water you will see you know a kind of a thicker kind of denser color at that level so more darker okay. band up, up there slightly very slightly okay. darker you will you will see that okay and then then above that uh, you know you will see you know probably pure blue sky you know what you what you see in magazines and right. you know, even even when you are in an airplane airplane that's right you know it's it's that blue uh, that beautiful Clear blue, blue color yes so sky blue and <laughs> yeah sky blue correct yeah yeah so so what's happening is uh, on this layer again is um, now i'll 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 shift this whole visual right to to looking at a you know like a like water boiling in a pot okay okay so you see water boiling in a pot okay now now you'll see bubbles uh, right. rising from the bottom right correct so bubbles are again, it's the same thing. It's the same landscape. Now imagine this is what is happening with the air. Okay. Okay. So each stream of bubbles that comes up is a thermal. Right. Okay. So what happens is that as they come up and they come to the surface. Right. Uh, these bubbles kind of tend to collect, you know, okay. on the surface before they break. Okay. Right. So this is what is also happening to you when you hit an inversion layer. Okay. Right. So all your thermal energy is coming up and uh, whereas some of it, uh, sorry, that's Freddy again, woke him <laughs> up. So, uh, Don't trouble him. 
no no he's sleeping and i touched him by mistake okay so 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 yeah so all this thermal energy that is boiling up you know kind of hits the inversion okay and uh, whereas some of it goes through so maybe maybe the core of your thermal will punch through the inversion okay but but whereas the uh, you know the air around it the slightly slower moving air kind of right. gets trapped uh, below the uh, inversion right okay. so just to recap this uh, right. uh, on what you just said there's a brilliant uh, visual uh, representation you've given there i never thought about it that way but right. inversion is nothing but impurities that are stuck in the air so the the reason it's called an inversion is that the colder air from top is right. not allowed to come down and the warmer air from bottom is not allowed to rise higher but right. because of this impurity layer which is stopping these two it's it's not only impurity sajid there will also be a difference in the density of the two air masses yes so just so all just this put like, together it becomes yeah. like a thicker soup in between which isn't allowing the other two air masses to mix now okay. like you rightly said the the bubbles that are boiling from below in like a boiling water right. these are the thermals which are now collecting Right. and when you fly and hit a yeah. inversion it's actually like your glider is hitting a ceiling and you suddenly feel that like what's happening yeah, you will, glider you will yeah you will feel it because uh, there's all that thermal energy that is being trapped correct uh, so dense that, that layer. your glider also can't go through or yeah. or feels you know it's like bumping against something and correct. then suddenly there is one bubble that bursts and pushes right. all this hot air up through correct. that layer and that's when you punch out of it correct and come into the clearer part of the sky that is correct. above the inversion correct right which is which is incidentally the i mean it's it's the moment we all live for yes when you I, when you when you break that inversion uh, i i don't i can't describe a better feeling feeling yeah. in in the world you suddenly yeah. see everything clearly yeah everything is brighter I take off my mask and I start breathing because clean air. You are actually breathing, you know. And when you look down, you you see the, you know, the brown soup uh, that we live you know, in. That where we breathe. live in, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really that's really the moment, right? Yeah. Right. So um, so things can happen um, uh, at the inversion. Um, A is uh, you know as you approach the inversion, your climb will kind of slow down. you know your glider may start to behave a little erratic right okay so you might feel that you know it's behaving rough and it's not behaving uh, predictable right okay um so there's nothing to worry about you just keep doing what you're doing try and keep the energy you know uh, of your thermaling right and and when you come through there is also very good chance that uh, above this layer the wind may be from a slightly different direction Okay. I mean it could be a slightly different direction like a few degrees. Right. Or it could be a completely opposite direction. So down it is east to west and on top it is west to east. Right. And also what happens at this point is as your glider breaks through. Right. Uh your body is still you know uh, moving in that bottom mass momentum and your glider has now broken through. Right. And is doing something else. okay so so here again you know it is very important to be alert okay and uh, again not get spooked out you know once you understand this then you don't get spooked about it correct so you understand that yes okay now i have entered a mass uh, where there is a different wind direction so suddenly my glider is kind of yawing uh, you know to face that uh, wind in that direction and my lower body is still you know facing the other direction Correct. so you might get a little bit of a twisting action uh, right. it's also known as a shear right uh, i'm going to come to that yeah sometimes the shear is very very pronounced uh, especially if the directions are completely crossed yeah and uh, you might find also that the wind is uh, at a higher speed above the inversion. above that right because lesser yeah. density correct so this also might uh, you know tend to surprise you uh, especially okay. the first time okay got it good way to counter this is start looking at forecasts right. uh, start looking at skewty diagrams skewty uh, gives you very clearly at what level yeah yeah so talk yeah. yeah talk to you know senior pilots understand what you should expect in the day 
you know, right. this this is all very important to then keep your shit together and not say, oh my God, you know, I reached <laughs> this slide and it was so rough and I have yeah. to go and land. You know, so it's yeah. not. There's a reason for it. If you understand yeah. the reason, you can deal with it. Yeah. And 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 the glider will take care of you in these things. The glider is just doing its job, facing the absolutely and, and climbing absolutely. and getting you through. And Correct. trust your equipment, and trust your glider, and uh, you'll get through this. Yes. And that's amazing, man. So in 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 a matter of the flying time that we usually try for about an hour, we just spoke about the entire version of getting from ground to the thermal to drifting to uh, tracking the thermal going over the ridge and right. then, uh, you had a third question is that uh, answered yeah that was prob my the last question was what does your wing feel like right what do okay. and you just describe that so, so because that, that that i felt was important for all of us for the absolutely no you know we've yeah. all seen that we felt it and the first time i was in an inversion i was like what the hell is this what is why is right. my glider knocking on it right <laughs> you know? And uh, it was a feeling that, you know, at that time you don't understand. But Correct. like you ex so beautifully explained the whole thing, uh, it will give a visual representation to people and just be there. Hold on. You'll find the. Uh, so one thing that we forgot to mention was like when you reach the inversion, try to make a larger circle around. Absolutely. That told me that, you know, try to right. move around a large because you'll find some place where it is punching out and then right. it will take you through along with it. And uh, yes, it is. It is a feeling. Sometimes you know the glider knocks on top and then sort of dives, and then you just go with it. And uh, you know that you reach the, and you'll visually see that the muck, the 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 whole inversion is called inversion for right. a reason. And yeah, you uh, can't. Uh, I mean, you, you can't miss it. Yeah, you, you mean, feel you warm will... inside from yeah. from before, and you'll know you'll know it, and you can smell smoke. Right. Uh, and uh, these are these are the clues. You just cannot miss it. Uh, and yeah, so with I think we've reached the higher end of our banter ever. Right. <laughs> we've tried to keep it uh, within 30-40 minutes, but I think this has been a very interesting discussion. I think as a follow-up, we should also try and see uh, uh, work out on different glider fields, uh, sure. different uh, wind uh, strength, so that you know, our uh, community who want to know will, right. will be comfortable with the feeling of uh, you rolling and yawing of a glider and when that happens and when it pitches, how to right. contract. So as a next session, maybe we can discuss that. And okay. uh, Wonderful. I really thank you for uh, sharing the knowledge, uh, Viz. Uh, of course, we'll, we'll come back and get you uh, on another episode and maybe discuss a different topic. But let's just sure for the feedback and uh, there have been a few glitches in this uh, episode uh, we apologize for that Viz is, uh, we're actually doing this on a call so there are some network right. issues so please bear with us but uh, it was really nice Viz and uh, we'll catch you at a hill soon yeah thank you Sajid I think you're doing a fabulous job you know kind of disseminate this information so yeah see you soon Thanks, man. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. See All you right. guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.